the good word that penetrates heart, Lord. So we pray that you would give him grace and power. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> um, before we go into what I have on my heart to share this morning, I just, in worship, just felt uh, to remind us that Christianity and our faith is not built on principles, but it's built on the person of Jesus Christ, a living person. He's alive. And uh, so often we can, we can try to disconnect the person of Jesus from good principles and we live by certain standards um, and we miss actually the gift that is the person of Jesus uh, and the intimacy that is our portion as believers uh, to know Him, to see Him, to enjoy Him, to delight ourselves in Him. Amen. Uh, so I'm not going to be long this morning, um, but uh, I want to build off what has been shared over the past two weeks. Uh, initially, I think when Chris uh, preached for the first time, I don't think he envisioned that his sermon would end up being a mini-series. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to build off what uh, Chris shared two weeks ago about uh, perseverance and the rise and fall of faith. And then Derek last week shared about, oh, here's my wife coming now. <laughs> um, Derek shared about uh, the, the good fight of faith. And that faith is a journey that we have to fight, that there's an enemy that looks to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Um, and that we need to stand firm in our faith. And as he was preaching, uh, he shared something um, about the army and him going to the army. That really captured my heart, and it's so funny because as he said it, I took my phone out and I made a note, and I looked over to my wife, there's my wonderful wife over here, Lashal, for those who don't know, um, and she made the same note that I had made, and um, Derek uh, uh, shared something about before he went to the army, he had thought to himself, and asked his uh, brother's friends about what type of posture he needs to take when he goes to the army. I don't know if you guys re recall him saying that. But that got me thinking about what is the type of posture that we need to take in the journey and the walk of faith. Uh, I believe that even in the fight of faith, there's a certain posture that we need to take ourselves into um, that sets us up for uh, walking in all that the Lord has for us. And so, this morning I want to share about what I believe the posture of faith is, and that is the posture of humility. Um, Matthew 18, verse 1 to 4, maybe you can turn there. Uh, the disciples ask Jesus, who is the greatest? Uh, it says, uh, the disciples asked Jesus, they came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. 
Now, in our modern-day walk uh, with the Lord, we usually think that those who are eloquent with words, those who are able to stand on the stage and lead wonderful worship, those are the anointed ones of the Lord. And I think if we had to sit before Jesus and ask Him this morning, Lord Jesus, who is the greatest among us? I think we would be surprised at who draws Jesus' attention in the room. It might not necessarily be the one with a mic. It might not be the one that's able to, to pray the most beautiful prayer. It's probably the one who recognizes their dependence on Jesus, their need for Jesus, uh, their inability to actually do anything without Him. That's the one who Jesus would look towards this morning. The humility of a child consists of childlike trust, vulnerability, and the inability to, to advance his or her own cause apart from the help, direction, and resources of a parent. Yesterday, my wife and I um, visited with uh, some friends who have a two-year-old boy, and uh, I got a taste of what parenthood looks like, and... Um, we were, we were sitting down to have lunch. We had like a braai place. And we're sitting down to have lunch. And um, the father had to cut the meat up for the boy to eat. And in that, I just saw such a, a, a wonderful picture of a father and a son. And our relationship to the Lord is that we need God to do things on our behalf. I think sometimes in our walk with the Lord, as I shared, we, we, we default to fall into principles and we think we can do this journey by ourselves. We think we are strong enough, smart enough, well-abled, equipped, knowledgeable enough to be able to walk this walk without Jesus. Just a testimony of my own life. I, I've been there in my walk with the Lord where I pursue knowledge and I pursue uh, wonderful truths. Um, and actually, it, it rendered fruitless for me in my walk with the Lord because I hadn't been walking in the place or out of the place of humility and dependence on Him. Can I quote the Scriptures? Maybe. Can I open deep theological truths? Probably. Does that have anything uh, that pleases God? Maybe not. And so we need to be careful that in our posture before the Lord, that we take a lowly position before Him. Amen? Do you guys believe this morning that we can grow in favor with the Lord? Do you believe that the Lord may favor others more than He favors others? That's an that's a interesting one, eh? Well, I'm going, to read you, I'm going to read a scripture to us that shows us that even the Lord Jesus grew in favor with the Lord. Luke 2, verse 51 to 52, and it says, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, Nazareth and was submissive to them. These are his parents now. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And for me, it's not coincidental that Jesus growing in favor with God 
comes out of the context of him being submissive to his parents. In other words, him being humble before his parents. And I believe that we can attract God's favor and attention by cultivating a posture of humility. So I'm going to try to be very practical this morning because when we say that we need to be humble before the Lord, what does that look like and how do I cultivate a posture of humility? Now I would uh, not be able to give you all the science behind uh, cultivating a plantation. I think Johan would be able to do that better than me. Um, tell you how to grow, uh, I don't know, lavender or something. Um, or Teresa, you'll be able to help us. But I, I know that it's work. I know that there, there's effort that goes into that. Um, and in the same way, there are practical things that we can do to cultivate a posture of humility before the Lord. And you may have heard me speak about this previously. Um, but there are four things that I want to highlight for us in how we would go about cultivating a posture of humility. How do we have an atmosphere of humility in our hearts? And the first thing that we need to do is, we need to admit that without God we can do nothing. Admission. John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> no value. And yet in our hearts sometimes we say, um, I don't think so. Jesus, let me, let me just try to do this one. Let me just try to serve you. I want to do this for you. Um, and I want to I wanna bring to us that God doesn't need us to do anything. Uh, God is God. God is not uh, sitting in heaven, um, hands in his hair, waiting for us to uh, add something to his being. God is self-sufficient and satisfied in himself. But he has given us works to do. And it's so beautiful that Jesus uh, is our helper. He sends the helper in the Holy Spirit that we wouldn't even have to do it on our own. Um, but the first step to cultivate humility in our hearts is to admit that without God we can do nothing. It's to take that posture and say, Jesus, I need you. I, I desperately need you. I need to stand on stage and worship. I need to stand uh, before you and preach. I need to love my neighbor. Let's make it really day-to-day -day practical. I need you, Jesus. I can't love my wife as I ought to. I can't love Matthew as I ought to. I need you to help me. I can't do nothing without you, Jesus. Secondly, we need to pray for help. And I want to encourage us that, that we would cultivate a, a lifestyle of prayer. Uh, Pete all of us, most of us know Pete. Pete used to, his favorite scripture was the scripture that says that we need to pray without ceasing. And he took that literally. Like, uh, he was, he, if you would ask Pete uh, what his prayer life looked like, then I'm sure that he would be praying throughout the day. And scripture encourages us to pray without ceasing. So let us pray for help. I believe that part of prayer is not just petitioning and asking God to meet our need 
or interceding for someone else. I believe that prayer is also a means that God uses to soften our hearts. It's to cultivate this posture of humility. The act of prayer is me in effect saying, Lord, I can't do uh, for myself what only you can do. I need you to step in. And Hebrews 4 verse 16 encourages us to draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and grace in uh, our time of need. Let us pray. Throughout the day, Lord Jesus, I need you. I'm struggling with my boss today. Lord, I'm struggling to submit to my boss today. Lord, I need help with this assignment. I need you to give me wisdom and insight uh, in this business transaction. Give me the wisdom. Holy Spirit, lead me in my conversations. Pray for help. Thirdly, and this is the one that pleases the Lord, trust in His ability. So firstly, we admit that we can do nothing without God. Secondly, we pray and ask Him for help. And thirdly, we trust that He is able to help us. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. So trust in God's ability to help us. Walk from that place of confidence and dependence in His strength, not in your own strength and your own ability. And then number four, Act in His enablement. And I think sometimes when we, when we speak about faith, we miss to add the, the, the point of action. Faith does not mean I'm trusting God to do something and then I just sit and, 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 and do nothing. Like if I'm trusting God to give me a job, what is the action that I need to do in order for God to come through? I need to send out my CV. <laughs> uh, God, is, uh, God can, but I, He's not always going to just make my phone ring out of the blue and someone say, hey, I've got a job opportunity for you. He can do that. But more often times than not, I believe that we need to act with the confidence knowing that God acts with us. In our going, God is also going. Amen? We, faith is not passivity. It does not mean that I'm sitting on my hands and doing nothing. It means that there's activity involved. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, I love the scripture. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. In other words, God grace, God's grace produces action, activity, work, doing something. Titus 2 verse 11 to 12, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. As we position ourselves in admission, prayer, trust, and acting, God is also acting in that. Amen? And so I want to encourage us this morning 
uh, that when we, when we come to uh, fighting the good fight of faith, when we need to persevere through suffering, that there's a posture that we take before the Lord. Uh, that it's not just um, us trying to figure it out ourselves, but it's that we are living from a place of humility. And humility is not, as I said, humility is not a principle or a virtue that we uh, need to hold to. Humility gets cultivated in our hearts as we look to the person of Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, uh, 12 verse 1 to 4 says that, let us throw aside every weight and every sin. And then it also goes on to say, let us look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. There's a looking to the person of Jesus that produces something in us. And so this morning, I want to I encourage us to that end, is that in our daily walk with Jesus, that we would begin to cultivate a posture of humility before Him. The Lord resists the proud. He resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And so this morning, in closing, I want to encourage us that if we want to draw the favor of God and the attention of God, is that we constantly position ourselves in this place. This Lord Jesus, I am weak, like a child. I need you to cut up my meat for me so I can digest it or eat it. I need you to help me. Lord Jesus, help me in my weakness. And then act in the confidence that He is able to work through us and in us for His good pleasure. Amen? I want to pray for us. And I want to invite, I want to invite us this morning. If I think sometimes in our walk with the Lord, we get to a place of being tired. And I think it ties up with what Richard sh uh, shared this morning about that sadness. Um, and I think we get, we get tired because we run in our own strength. We get tired because we have not lived from a place of God's grace and His enablement. So I want us, maybe we can all stand this morning. And I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And you know, if you are in a place of being tired and uh, you, you, are in the, you are in the faith, but you're not in the fight anymore, then I want you to just confess that to the Lord Jesus this morning and ask Him, do these things. Admit that without Him you can do nothing. Repent from the fact that you've tried to do it in your own strength. Ask Him to help you. Trust that He is able to do what He says He will do. And then act in that confidence that He is able to work in us. So Lord Jesus, this morning we come before You. We thank You, Lord, that actually we are unable to do anything of significance, Lord, without you. Uh, we confess that we need you, Lord Jesus. We confess uh, that, that we are bankrupt, actually, God, um, and that we desperately need you. Unless you are the one that's working in us and through us, God, we can't uh, produce anything of value. And so we ask you, Lord, to help us this morning, Lord. We ask you to, to uh, 
Give us grace, Lord, in this journey of faith, Lord. Give us grace in this walk uh, of faith, Lord God. And Lord, we, we are confident and know that you will never leave nor will you forsake us, Lord. That you are and that you've sent your Holy Spirit as our divine helper to to help us, to lead us, to walk with us. I thank you, God, that you give us grace to run this race, Lord. And, and Father, we want to act in the confidence that you are able to work in us and through us, Lord. Help us in this regard, Lord Jesus. And maybe there's uh, someone here this morning that you are walking life in your own strength. You do not understand the concept of grace. You do not know Jesus. And so I want to create a moment that if there's anyone here this morning that wants to say, Lord Jesus, I am tired of being my own captain. I want to look to you as the author and perfecter of my faith. We sang this morning about um, Jesus making a way for us to know the Father. He died and he rose again so that we can have intimacy with, with the Father and that he is able to save us from our sin. So if there's anyone here this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never made that commitment, maybe you can just slip up your hand. Is there anyone here this morning? Lord Jesus, we thank you that we can be called your sons and daughters, Lord, and we thank you that you are alive in us. I thank you, Lord, that you are, you are purifying your bride. You are making us beautiful, Lord Jesus. I thank you for this morning, um, just for the opportunity that we have to fellowship with one another and to meet with you, God. And I pray, Lord, that as we go, uh, that you would go with us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that in the day-to-day -day tasks, Lord, that we would find your grace, Lord, that we would be reminded of our need of you, Lord Jesus. I pray throughout this week, God, remind us of our need for you, Lord. When our boss is difficult, God, when tasks are difficult, Lord, um, remind us of our, of our need of you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.